Welcome to The Drum Shuffle, a podcast offering insights, perspectives, and conversations for drummers. I'm your host, Jamie Eads. Hey, how's it going out there, everybody? Welcome to the Drum Shuffle Podcast. This is episode 115. Jamie Eads joining you as I do each and every week. I sincerely hope that all of you are having a great week out there. We're having a fantastic week here at the Drum Shuffle headquarters. Uh, Just trudging along like everybody else, we have a fantastic program for you today. Uh, I am going to be joined, I, I believe, for the third time now by the great Daphnis Prieto right after this message from our sponsor, Los Cabos Drumsticks. The best kept secret for drummers is finally out. Los Cabos Drumsticks may look like the sticks you grew up with, but these are not your father's drumsticks. Los Cabos Drumsticks is Canada's number one drumstick brand, and they are coming to a retailer near you. With operations in over 28 countries worldwide, thousands of drummers have already discovered the Los Cabos difference. Using FSC certified wood from Canada and the US, Los Cabos make the finest quality drumsticks, percussion tools, and accessories on the market. The best news, Los Cabos Drumsticks offers you a ton of choice. They have 22 individual drumstick models and 14 percussion tools, many of which are available in three different wood types, maple, white hickory, and red hickory. Red hickory comes from the center or heart of the hickory tree and has been independently proven to be both stronger and more elastic than white hickory without adding a lot of weight. While most drumstick manufacturers have shunned red hickory, Los Cabos Drumsticks has embraced it, becoming the only established stick brand in the world to offer a full line of red hickory drumsticks. To learn more about Los Cabos Drumsticks, visit them online at loscabosdrumsticks.com, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and don't forget to ask for Los Cabos Drumsticks at your favorite retailer. Dare to be different. Join the Red Hickory Revolution with Los Cabos Drumsticks. All right, guys and girls, as I mentioned, we're about to be joined by the great Daphnis Prieto. Uh, Daphnis has been our guest on the show uh, a couple of times. He was on to promote his big band record called uh, Into the Sunset back in late 2018 or the summer of 2018. Um, and he went on to win a Grammy with that record. Uh, he was on back in February of uh, 2020 to promote his book, Rhythmic Synchronicity. Um, and he has recently joined us to talk about his new sextet album called Transparency. And if you are not hip to Daphnis, uh, his music, uh, or his label, which is Daphneson Music, um, he is just phenomenal. You need to get hip to this guy because he is playing some of the most mind-bending, awesome drums, composing some of the most incredible, 
um, Latin-infused jazz out there today. Uh, and he's just a wonderful educator, a great human being, just doing excellent work. He is someone that I am very proud to call my friend, um, but you are absolutely going to want to pick up a copy of Transparency, the new Sextet album by Daphnis Prieto. So please help me welcome back to the drum shuffle, Daphnis Prieto. Hey, good afternoon, Daphnis. How are you, friend? I'm doing very good, Jamie. How are you doing? Man, I cannot complain hardly at all. Um, I know you're down in Miami. Uh, first things first, are you guys doing okay down there? Everything going well? Everybody's healthy? Yeah, everybody's doing good. Like here at home, you know, we're taking care of ourselves and trying to do the best we can to keep ourselves healthy. Um, and, and and I'm working on campus on the, at the university, and, you know, we're taking care. We're following all the protocols, and, uh, you know, everything is uh, is going as normal as possible at this at least at this moment you know <laughs> what is normal at <laughs> right now yeah. you know <laughs> I, that's what i say as normal as possible you know sure <laughs> sure well you know the last time we spoke it was um you know i think it was back in either late january or early february and you had just put out the book um you know uh <laughs> rhythmic synchronicity and, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking all about the book and, and you know, how that can help drummers and, and the course that you're teaching there at the University of Miami. Um, and, and it was right before, you know, kind of COVID took over the world. Um, mm-hmm. And it's my understanding, you know, when we talked, you said, hey, I'm about to go in the studio with the sextet to do a new record. And you literally recorded the new record like the week before the shutdown occurred. Is that right? Yeah, that's completely correct. Yeah, we were really lucky to have decided to make that in that specific week and not a week later. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise we wouldn't be able to do uh, either the, the wrong at the jazz uh, standard, which we did for nights there. And then we went to the studio. So we did that one week just earlier, just before the uh, the shutdown, and yeah, we were really lucky to to being able to 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 do the performance at, at the Jazz Standard and to capture and, and record the music. And uh, yeah, we're really excited about it. Yes. Well, you know, um, I, I got an advanced copy, um, you know, and at the time that we're recording this, you know, um, y- your episode probably won't be published for, you know, a, a week or so, a couple of weeks. But at the time that, that you and I are doing this interview, the album just hit the streets this past Friday. So it's only been out a couple of days. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. It came out in, on, on Friday, October 2nd. Okay, perfect. Now, um, you know, I got an advanced copy of the record and and listened to it. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I thought the big band record was great. And it was, obviously. But th- this record is smoking, man. This is just a <laughs> fantastic record. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it was it's, it's really fun music to play. And, uh, and we really, you know, great musicians. Well, uh, yeah. You know playing and so uh that really came out and you know the whole idea of the transparency of the sincerity 
behind the music and behind the playing and behind the attitude of how we, uh, you know, uh, project everything that we do and we say and we act upon. Uh, I hope somehow it's reflected on the on this album. Yeah, it's really it's it's really amazing. Well, how, uh, the you know. the record is. I mean, obviously. Let me back up just a little bit uh, because, you, you know, you've been on the show a couple of times before. And, you know, I, one thing that I want to make clear uh, about you and, and, you know, these latest releases, you know, these are all being released under your own label, which is Daphneson Music. And that's right. You know, that has really become a vehicle for you to be able to do really whatever you want to do. I mean, you, you have mm -hmm. pretty much, you know, creative independence now. So if you want to do a big band record, you can do a big band record. If you want mm -hmm. to do, you know, a jazz trio record, you can do, you know, a jazz trio record. So it's mm -hmm. interesting to me, you know, you've done other sextet records before. There's a couple, um, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I, I think 2008 and maybe 20. 14 or 2015, mm -hmm. um, yes. the, the sextet record, you know, the one that, that just came out called transparency. Um, I, is it fair for me to say that this is a, uh, I, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a departure from the big band stuff, obviously. And I, I feel like you guys took a little bit, uh, to take some more chances in this smaller setting. Is that a fair, uh, characterization? I mean, yeah, you can. It, it definitely, uh, you know, this uh, this uh, template or this uh, instrumentation really helps out, uh, you know, to give more room, uh, you know, for improvisation. I see it more as an extension from the previous two sextet albums, more than related to the big band. I I will relate it more to my other two uh, previous uh, sextet album, which to me the sextet is. You know, it has its own sound, at least in my in myself, and and that's the way I I like you know to conceive the music and write the music, and that's the way we play it also. Um, you know, it has a very specific sound uh, uh, through the arranging and also through the interpretation of it, differently from the big band stuff. But uh, and at some point connected, you know, with the previous Spectre albums as well. Different, obviously. We know we have completely new music and, and everything else. Uh, but yeah, we take uh, we take uh, we take some risk in this album, indeed. <laughs> yeah, well, and and it shows. You know, it, it it's it's apparent to me as a listener. Now, I, you know, I, I'm having a hard time putting it into words. It's so good, it really is. But mm. I think it's important to point out that that you composed um all of this other you know save for one track which is uh you know a great cover of, of a dizzy gillespie song uh con mm -hmm. alma um but yeah this you know you composed all of this as well which is just you know there are other drummer composers out there don't don't get me wrong but i just don't mm -hmm. i can't immediately think of anybody that's doing it on such a a high level is what you're doing right now. Do you, mm. 
Do you feel like you're at the zenith of your career right now? Because it feels that way to me as an outsider looking in. May, uh, maybe so. I, it's hard to tell from from this side of the world, you know, when I'm constantly doing so much stuff. And, you know, uh, right now I'm, I'm thinking of what I'm going to do next. <laughs> of uh, course you are. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, you know, it's important and related to what you mentioned before that I that I you know publish and release. I publish all my books and release all my music through Daphne Song Music, which is my own label, and now publishing and you know basically a store because we sell uh, also teachers there and stuff like that. But my point is that you know I did I did uh, the self publishing uh, uh, Daphne Song Music <clears throat> on 2008. So I've been doing it for like, like 11 or 12 years already. And um, and it has been, a, a, you know, rough, some rough times. The most, the most you know, challenging part is the economics aspect of it. Now, uh, through the making of the Big Band record a couple of years ago, uh, I started partnership with Eric Overstein, uh, who is now my producer and, and my right hand really, behind the scene on doing a lot of this stuff because it's, it's, there are a lot of this stuff for me to do. Um, and also try to keep my, my head, you know, focused on the music. So he has been a really fantastic, uh, you know, help and, and hand be behind all of this. And, uh, and now, you know, it's, it's just mostly, but we are really proud and, and happy to count with some supporters that are really great some people that became, uh, you know, the executive producer of the album that had helped us out to, you know, to put this all together in a financial, uh, you know, uh, spectrum also, because, you know, it's really challenging nowadays to, yeah. to the whole, the whole thing, you know, it's just, um, it's just a lot of stuff going on. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just want to mention that so that people are aware that, you know, just, Doing it is great, and, and I'm really happy with doing it. However, it's a lot of, uh, you know, work behind it. Well, sure. I mean, it, it's, I mean, at, on any level, being able to compose, uh, you know, as prolifically as you do, and then to be able to, as you put it, find the financial resources to get into a studio, pay musicians, to come in and, and, you know, cut tracks with you and then release an album. I mean, there's just a lot of moving parts. It's very hard to do. And to, oh, yeah. and to do it as a, I, I'm just impressed that you do it as a drummer, uh, you know, a band leader, a composer, you have your own publishing company, you have your own record label. Um, you know, that's, uh, it goes without saying you have spent, a good portion of your life getting all of this together to be able to do it the way you want to do it and not be yeah. indebted to some record label someplace. Um, I know that yeah. you've had a lot of blood, sweat and tears to get to yeah, this I point, right? <laughs> I, I say it ironically. I will say it. I know ironically to give a little bit of humor to that subject. Uh, when I pre when I when I launched and, uh, my uh, Daphne song music and the first album was actually one of the sextet album was taking the soul for a walk. I 
I say to myself, oh, this is great. This is a great example of I don't need anyone to make myself poor. I can do that very well. I can do that very well. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. Now, I mean, I look, you know, I think a lot of people on the periphery understand, you know, that that there's a, you know, a lot of work that goes into it and, and you sure. know, that that the finances aren't what they were in the 60s or 70s or, or even the the 1980s. But, you know, you're not doing this to get rich. I mean, we, no. <laughs> you know, this is this is because it's your passion and your joy and, and you need to get this stuff out there. And, you know, you, you mentioned Eric earlier and was the big band record uh, Into the Sunset? Was that the first time you guys had collaborated on an album together? Yes, that oh. was that was the first time. OK, so. Obviously, that was a good choice because that landed you a Grammy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know. That's right. Yeah. No, I mean, they they certainly not complain at all about that. I mean, all the opposite. Uh, I I really feel grateful for for having him appear in my life because actually he he gave me a phone call. He just gave me a call and he said, Daphne, I want to do something with you. I'm a producer. And I want to do something with you. Let's do some work together. And I say, well, now that I have your help, let's do something big. Let's do the big band. And we went for it. And now it came, it came the time, you know, to do this sextet album, which I think uh, it's just uh, so refreshing to my body of work also. It's kind of a new adventure with, you know, fresh, uh, uh, you know, textures and stuff like that. And so much, you know, new music. And uh, yeah, that's you know that's the way uh, it, it happened. Our encounter, and and we having a great uh, you know relationship at work and and everything. Uh, that's fan- good friends. Yeah, well, and that's very important. I mean, I I just think it's fantastic, and you know, I mean, the record, uh, you know, it just sounds so great, and, and I you know I, I don't want to seem like I, I don't know that I'm overselling it, but what I'm saying to my listeners is do yourself a favor, go get a copy of this record. It is phenomenal. Um, I would describe it as, um, what would be a fair way to describe it? Uh, postmodern Cuban jazz. Would that, would that be a fair characterization? Yeah, I mean, if you want to take everything personal away from it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, to me, I'm in, I'm influenced by by every music that I if have come in my life, and obviously, one of the more evident, uh, you know, cultures and music is the Cuban culture. I'm from Cuba, so I have a lot of uh, influence from also from the jazz uh, music, and uh, but also you know from different places in the world, and um, but yeah, it's it's kind of a you know it's just a a contemporary way, uh, I don't know how to, to call it in terms of, of genre or categories, because I don't really, uh, you know, when I conceive the music, that's the last thing I'm thinking of. I'm just, I just write the music that I hear and I feel, and it happens to be in that, in that, uh, you know, kind of genre or way of expression, but I don't really like the, you know, the idea of, of having, 
you know, a specific genre be stick to sure. uh, my, mu- my music, you know. Sure, absolutely. Well, I'm, and I can say as a drummer, um, you know, there's uh, there's definitely some funk influence in the drumming. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's oh, not. Yeah. You know, it's not all swing on the on the cymbals and and you know clave and all that stuff. I mean, there is you're laying down some funk on this record too. You know, I mean, <laughs> some straight back beats and it's just incredibly powerful sounding. And you know, um, your bass player on this record, uh, Johannes, man, yes. wow, yeah. what what a beast that guy is. I mean, I know, yeah, it's um, it, you know, I. I don't think anybody could listen to this record without a smile on their face. Uh, if that if that makes any sense, right? Yeah, I think I think overall the idea was to make a, a very positive album. And this was way before you know the the whole pandemic, which you know it created some kind of a, a you know a non that positive in so many different ways. But uh, I just thought that. Even before the pandemic, that that I think transparency is a way to really overcome so many problems that we are having now in the world, um, and that was my way to. It's an invocation. Yeah. So, anyways, and and you know, we try to do that also with the music and the way we play uh, this album. Yeah. And well, mission accomplished. I, you know, <laughs> again, you know, I, I'm heaping the praise because when I listened to it, you know, I, I immediately went into the mode of Daphnis is going to win another Grammy. I mean, that's immediately <laughs> what I started thinking. I was like, this is really good. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to we're going to run for the Grammys. We got, we're running the next year because it, the album came out after, uh, I think, the the thirty first of August. Yes. So it it it, it applies for the next uh, run. Uh, you know, they think next year Grammys, uh, Ballon, and stuff like that. So we're gonna submit it, of course. Yeah, that's that's correct. Um, as a matter of fact, I just got my um notification that first round voting ha- has just opened. You know, just a couple yes. of days ago. So. Uh, so I'll be looking for it next year <laughs> for That's right. for the next uh, version of the Grammys. But mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about the the recording of the record. Was this um, was this pretty much cut live on the floor, or was yeah. it oh, okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, we did all all as he goes in a regular performance. Uh, That's the way I've been doing all my records. I mean, and. Uh, yeah, we went to, the, as, as I mentioned earlier, we did four nights at the Jazz Standard. Uh, and then the next two days, we went to the studio and we record everything. We already, you know, felt strong by then, by playing, you know, four nights on the road. And then went to the studio. The studio experience was great and it was really easy going because everybody knew what they had to do already. Sure. And, uh, you know, and... They're all great musicians. They know what to play. We did, I mean, there were some, there, there are a couple songs we did only one take. And there were a handful of other songs that we did only two takes. And there was only like one or two tunes that we did three takes. But, you know, that what I'm trying to say is like it was pretty, you know, uh, smooth and, uh, and very joyful. 
to do it. You know, everybody was so so uh, confident about the music and everything. Yeah, well, I mean, it in it again, it shows in the performances of the songs. There's, uh, um, you know, I, I'm not. Uh, the the world's greatest aficionado of jazz. I, I love the mm-hmm. music, but you know, I, I don't right. I don't write for downbeat or anything like that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of great interplay between the instruments and and yeah. y- you know, I, I could just tell that, you know, you would do something and then ask for a response, you know, from either, you know, your, your trumpet player or the piano player. It's, it's very, the word I use is playful. You know, you guys are, are definitely doing the call and response thing and it just makes for a, a wonderful listening experience. Right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad that, that it came through. That's a, that's a really, uh, a really blessed place to uh, to make music yeah uh, you know when you're actually creating a shape and a, an intention that is uh is more of a collective uh based on the on top of the music you know it's the way we play it and how we have the conversation and how we all have that kind of a very conscious thought of of what are we going to do with the with the composition you know sure with the music, you know. Sure. Well, now, one thing that, that I didn't immediately pick up on, now this is my funny question here, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't hear the frying pan anywhere. Did did the frying right. did the frying pan not make it onto the record? I didn't. He didn't, no. He didn't make it to the record. <laughs> no, I wanted, I wanted to have something different on this one. I wanted to have more of a watchy sound. And, I don't know. For some reason, uh, I just... You know, it didn't make it, that's for sure. Okay, well, for for those of you that don't know, um, (laughs) Daphnis has been known to to put a frying pan on his kit. And when you see it, you you think, God, why does this guy have a frying pan on his kit? And then you hear him play it and you go, holy crap, (laughs) this guy (laughs) is playing a frying pan and it's amazing. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. Well, it's, fun. You, it's it's kind of a running joke between uh, Chris and I. You know, I think he's now mm-hmm. added a frying pan to his kit. So you you've inspired oh, yeah. you've inspired our friend Chris. <laughs> too. Oh yeah, it's a big fun. It's a, fr- <laughs> a frying pan, you know, fun for sure. Well, believe it or not, man, I'm starting to think about it. You know, because it's <laughs> after seeing you do it, I'm like, wow, that's pretty yeah, have, pretty impressive. Yeah, I have it. I have it. I have it here, uh, you know, set up in my on my drum set all the time. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, I, well, you know, you you mentioned earlier. You said, you know, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to do next. Um, you know, obviously, we're in kind of some strange times here. That in that, you know, there's really no touring. There's no live performances that are mm-hmm. that are being allowed anywhere. Um, what is on your radar? Are you, I I know you're always, you know, working on the next book that you're going to put out. I I feel like you're always in that process and you're always composing, but you know, have you given any thought? What is next for, for deafness? Well, uh, I have different things, uh, and I'm not really sure what it could be. Uh, I'm creating some new music, which I'm not really sure. Right now, I mean, I'm creating the contents of it, 
uh, the raw material. Um, but, you know, I have some music already written for the big band. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't really want to... Uh, I know it's disappointing for the listeners, but I don't want to really give that much away at this moment because I want to really, uh, at, at least at this moment, enjoy the transparency and then the, the transparency album. And then you know when I when whenever I uh, you know I I mention uh, you know what it's going to be I wanted to be already very uh, you know confident about it. Sure, sure, and, and that's uh, understandable. So yeah. it, it it makes me want to ask um, the question: Do you ever sit down uh, and think to yourself? I'm putting out a lot of stuff, whether it's a, a new record, a book, whatever the case may be. Again, you're very prolific with everything and, and you have a lot of output. Do, do you ever worry about overexposing yourself to, you know, the, the music world at large or, or do you just not concern yourself with that at all? I'm never going to be concerned about overexposing myself because okay. I feel underexposed. Well, yeah, I agree with that. I think so. I don't. I never will think oh or take for uh, for granted that people might know my work. I think uh, you know more than half of the music industry, and um, including you know many 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 sides of the music industry, I haven't had the. Uh, the privilege to count with their, with their support. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I've, I've never going to be overexposed because uh, that would be a great position to be, <laughs> but, but I've never, I'm, I, I haven't felt that, you know, I'm just doing two years ago. Well, this, I, this at the beginning of this year in March, I released the book, the Rhythmic synchronicity. And, uh, and yeah, now, you know, now I'm having, but it, it, it was all a work in progress, you, you see. Sure. Uh, it takes, this is our, a long uh, uh, things that takes time. So there is at some point they come out, you know. Um, I just, uh, you know, as I say, going back specifically to that, that you mentioned, no, I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't feel I'm over exposing myself at all, you know. I'm just doing, I'm, I'm just doing, see, this is, this is the music I feel and I am living now. So the best time to publish it is now or to release it is now. Yeah. And I look for all the possibilities uh, to make it happen. And now that I have, as I mentioned before, you know, partnership with Eric, that has been a conduit, uh, you know, to make that happen. Uh, and we have a great friends and supporters that are behind us, you know, helping us out as, as much as they can to support what we do. And now is the time. Now I'm young. You know, I always say, I don't know. I don't know if you want to to give me, you know, what I what I might be needing now. If you if you might give it to me, you know, when I'm sixty or seventy, I might not be that much interested. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good you point. Know? I mean, I think I agree. I think if you wait for the perfect timing to do anything, the timing yeah. will never be perfect. And, and you know, um, we have a saying here in the South, we say you have to make hay while the sun shines, you, you know, 
That's right. Yeah. So, um, I, and I agree with you. I think, in my opinion, you know, I, I was having this conversation with some friends the other day, and they were asking, you know, who is one of the most underrated drummers, you know, that I haven't heard of, basically. You know, a friend was saying, who is somebody I should check out? I immediately said, Daphnis Prieto. You've got to check out Daphnis. He's doing stuff that is otherworldly. I think you are one of the most underrated drummers of our time. That's my opinion. And as you said, you know, my friend said, well, I haven't heard of him. And I immediately was like, here, listen to this, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And two days later, he was like, oh my God, that guy's incredible. So, so see, I mean, it's, it, a lot of it is word of mouth, but you know, I'm just so impressed that you continue forging ahead with all this amazing music. I I just don't know where it comes from. It's, it's incredible. (laughs) That's a, that's a funny, I say, I say the same thing that Miles uh, answered once to a journalist that asked him the question, where do your ideas come from? He says, from my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I mean, of course, you know, I, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I just, you know, I, I don't have that in me, you, you know, right, yeah. the, the, I the, mean, it's something, it's something that is, it, it becomes part of yourself. It becomes a way you breathe, a way you talk, a way you see the life and the world. Um, and you try to, to kind of, uh, convert uh, those, uh, you know, emotion, thoughts, or whatever that might be, into sounds. And to, and that, you know, expressing all these things and all this lightness that goes, you know, uh, inside of yourself. Yeah. That's basically what it is, you know, in, in, a, in a sense, you know. Well, it's, I, I mean, it's just fantastic, you know, the stuff that you're putting out into the world. And I'm a huge fan, um, you know, mm-hmm. just a huge fan. And thank you. Y- you're welcome. You've got other, you know, huge fans out there and, and immediately comes to mind, you know, I had El Negro on the show, um, mm-hmm. you know, late last year, I guess. And I, I asked him, I said, you know, who are some of the young cats that, that you're really into? First name. Daphnis. What Daphnis is doing is game changing. Um, You know, so when you have, you know, legendary drummers like Horatio saying Daphnis is changing the game, how does that make you feel? I mean, it it makes me feel happy, glad, uh, with a certain responsibility. I feel flattered and honored. I mean, He's a he's a he's a great inspiration to me, and he's a good friend of mine. Yeah. So uh, I really, uh, you know, feel grateful for for having that, you know, coming from him. You know, I mean, I'm just doing as I say. I'm just doing what is basically necessary for me uh, and what I love doing. You know, whatever it happens. Uh, in, you know, as a consequence of it, it's just a, a consequence of it, but I'm doing it because I really, that's the way I, I, I love doing music. I like playing the drums that way. I'm not, you know, creating, doing anything, uh, 
um, I, I'm just trying to be myself, you know, and, sure. and that's, that's why, what it comes out. Yeah. Well, what's coming out is amazing. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. speak for the entire drumming community. What you're putting out is amazing stuff. So, uh, thank you. Man. You're welcome. It. You're welcome. Now, what I would like to do now, if possible, we, you know, I've had you on the show a couple of times and occasionally I'll get an email from somebody and they'll say, okay, here's what I want to know, right? So since you've been on the show a couple of times, um, I've had a couple of listeners that were curious about, you know, your practice routine, if you have one, you know, um, I I know that you're teaching a lot, but what is your day-to-day, you know, practice routine like? I don't, I don't really have a routine anymore. Okay. Uh, I try to keep myself in shape and at least to warm up my hands 10 or 15 minutes a day. Uh, and when I'm teaching, I'm inside the music, and when I teach the drums, you know, I'm playing, and I'm also with a pad, and I'm playing a little bit of the drums, and I'm, I'm, you know, basically every week doing all of that. But I don't have at this moment uh, a specific routine. As I used to when I was at school in my early uh, years of, of, you know, practicing drums and stuff like that, which I used to practice a lot. I used to practice like six, eight hours. But uh, nowadays, no, I, I'm involved in so many things besides the teaching. I'm also writing new music. And, you know, I try to be at least a, a fair percentage of being a regular human being as well. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, which is which is hard because, you know, I'm consumed by a lot of uh, things. But I don't really have a, I don't, I don't have a, a, a routine at this moment, you know. That, I mean, some days go completely by and I'm, I'm just doing so much stuff here behind the computer or, or sitting and writing or whatever other stuff. And then, you know, when it gets that day, I realize that I haven't even touched the stick. So I go to the sticks and, and I practice a little bit in the pad to keep my, my hands in shape. Sure. But uh, that's the reality. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not practicing nowadays as I used to, but you know I'm practicing differently. I'm I'm using the time productively differently at this moment. Let me, let me put it that way. Sure. Well, and then you've got guys like me wasting your time asking silly questions that you've <laughs> that you've answered 36 times already this week, right? <laughs> no, I'd be glad. I'd be glad to answer your questions. <laughs> you're, you're a good man, Daphnis. Yeah. Um, we had another question that that came in Uh and um this gentleman requested to remain anonymous and i said okay i I won't say your name but his particular question as it relates to you it it was and i think i'm getting this right but it looks like the question was when you're just in your day-to-day life driving the car you know walking through the park whatever are you consistently finding rhythms are are you always thinking about rhythms in your head as you or, or hearing rhythms in nature i think is what this question is really trying to get to yes uh it's, but it's not only rhythms it's just music in general it's not it's not rhythms so rhythm for me is just one one part of it okay and you know i don't go around thinking that i'm a drummer if if uh 
if anything, I'm just a mus- I'm a musician that I'm play that I play drums. Sure. So I don't I don't have the kind of that kind of drummer mentality of of thinking the world as from the drummer's perspective. I mean, I love drums. Don't take me wrong, and, and obviously, I hope it shows. But uh, you know. Uh, I, you know, when I go around, or even when I write music, let me just put it in, a little bit more in the, into context, into, into a specific, uh, you know, um, scenario. When I write music, uh, I'm not a drummer. I'm just a musician. I'm thinking about so many other things that, that drums or rhythm. So that's the way I also, you know, think about music in general. And when, when I get to the drums, I get to the drums, and I get to the drums, and, and I go deep into it as you know, as I like to. Um, but, you know, it's more a general uh, relationship to music than only with rhythm. That's what I'm trying to say. Sure. I, and that makes perfect sense. And I think you and I had this conversation at some point, you know, when you're going through the composition process, you know, I think I ask you, do you approach it as a drummer or do you approach it from, you know, a melodic instrument? And, and, you know, I would approach it as a drummer and you're just the opposite. You're, you're always thinking of the melodies first and, you know, we'll, we'll worry about the drum part later. I just want to have a, gr- a great composition, I think is what you said. And, yep. you know, I found that interesting because, you know, I, while I can play a little bit of piano, a little bit of guitar, nobody wants to hear anything I've composed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... I approach everything from the drummer's mentality. So it's it's interesting to me to hear such a phenomenal drummer say that's not how I approach it. It's it's a little surprising to me, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, as I, as I you know, I, that's that's the best way I can I can put it and that's the way you know it happens to me. Sure. Well, let me ask you this, you know, and I I want to be respectful of your time, um but mm-hmm. I'm curious, you know, what are you listening to these days? I know that you're fully, you know, engulfed in your own music and your own career all the time. But, you know, and I know that you listen to a lot of different kinds of music, but is there anything in particular these days that you're that you're really into? No, I'm, I'm basically, um, I re, re, uh, release and, uh, some of the stuff that you know that I that I liked from before, uh, some are Blakey, uh, you know, uh, from the Messengers uh, with uh, Lee Morgan, um, some and uh, some other music like Brazilian music. But it's not. I'm not. I don't listen to music. I don't listen to. Uh, uh, at this moment, I'm not listening to music to to try to listen to something new uh, to f- to make myself feel better, yeah, because or or to look for something new. Period. Because I'm involved in the creating of it, so that's not really uh, something that I'm really at this moment doing. I'm, I listen most of the music that I listen is in the car when I'm going to work at the at the at the university and I'm driving. I listen to music mostly there. When I'm here at home, I'm or or playing it or creating it or doing something else. Uh, but you know, at this moment, I don't have any focus in any particular new music. Okay, well, that's that's fair. And you know, I mean, I I was just curious, you know, if if there was some, you know, I mean, I have 
certain records that, you know, I can listen to a million times and I'll never get tired of hearing it. Y- you know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, um, sometimes if I'm having a really bad day, you know, I, I throw on a Rolling Stones record, you know, like Exile on mm-hmm. Main Street or something, and my day instantly gets better. You, you, I, right. I know you know what I'm talking about. So, definitely. Yeah. I completely understand that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's it's just so incredible how healing music can be. Um, you know, um, well, Daphnis, as is always the case, you know, um, we're we're just in such a a weird time now. You know, we always ask you for a, a good piece of advice. So, you know, what is your take on? You know, everything that's going on right now, are you just, you know, patiently waiting for live music to come back or, um, you, you know, what advice would you offer to all the musicians that are listening to this interview? What would you say today? Uh, basically, to keep the, the strength and keep focus on that this is just uh, temporary. It's going to happen and it's going to pass. And, you know, you have to be ready from when it passed. You, you're ready for it. And uh, it will pass. I mean, this is just a a bump. I know it's hard to say it like that because there are a lot of people dying and, and really suffering. But this will be just a, a bump in history. Another one, as it has happened so many other times, um, of plagues and, you know, people dying for one reason, for worse. Uh, and... You know, even, you know, all the people killing each other and doing terrorist stuff. And, uh, it, it will, ha- it will just, ha- it will just go away and, and move on. And, you know, by next year or so, it's either that or we get so used to it that we have to normalize everything mm-hmm. to the point that we have to learn how to deal with it. I mean, you know, it's really a, a challenging moment. I think, I think that right now, uh, the most challenging thing is to stay focused and to stay positive. Yeah. Now, how you look for those uh, positive, sometimes it's not in the outside world, but in the inside. So, to me, for example, you know, doing that, that you just mentioned, listen to the music that you like, it will change definitely your state of the day on how you feel, uh, you know, about things. And, and the same with your relationship to music and and drumming or, or whatever that is, that it makes your life meaningful, uh, you know, also. So I, that's my advice. No, well, that's really good advice, Daphnis. Um, again, uh, I, I'm going to tell everybody again, go pick up a copy of Daphnis Prieto, Sextet, Transparency. You got to get a copy of this. It's such a good record, Daphnis. Congratulations on it. Um, Thank you. The website is DaphnisonMusic.com. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Okay. So go hit DaphnisonMusic.com. Pick up a copy of the record, uh, a a t-shirt, whatever. You know, that's what helps support Daphnis to continue making this incredible music for all of us to enjoy. Buy it directly from him. Don't don't just go download it someplace. Buy, buy a copy. Um, you know, so we're going to send some folks to your website to do that, Daphnis. And mm-hmm. as is always the case, 
you are always welcome on the Drum Shuffle podcast. We'll have you back anytime you have something you want to talk about. Okay, friend? Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Jamie. It's, it's a great pleasure to be back and, uh, you know, to continue talking about, you know, all the progress uh, in the music and, and everything that I'm doing. And, and I'm really grateful for your support. So thank you for having me. And I hope the listeners uh, go and, and check out the new the new album. Absolutely. We're going to send some folks your way. Daphnis, I hope you have a great afternoon, sir. Thank you. You too, Amy. All right. Bye. All right, guys and girls, that is going to wrap up episode 115 of the Drum Shuffle podcast. As always, a million and one thanks to Daphnis Prieto for taking time out of his busy schedule to come on and talk about his new record, please make sure you go over to DaphnisonMusic.com and pick up a copy of this album. It's just, it's phenomenal. I I can't give it enough praise and platitudes. It's such a good record. I know all of you guys and girls will enjoy hearing it, so make sure you pick up a copy. Um, Next week, I'm going to be joined by another former guest, the great Joe McCarthy, um, who spent many, many years in the U.S. Naval Academy Band to celebrate Veterans Day. And Joe has a new educational program uh, that he's put together called Basic Training that's amazing. We're going to be giving away a free subscription to that to celebrate Veterans Day next week with Joe McCarthy. So you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, So as I always ask, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you use to listen in to the Drum Shuffle podcast. Give us a star rating or a review if you've got just a second. But the thing that you can do to help us most is share a link with a friend. That's what we ask of you. It only takes a second and it helps me more than you will ever possibly know. And I appreciate it. We answer every single email that we receive here at the drum shuffle our email address is the drum shuffle podcast at gmail.com our web address is the and as always you can find more information about me over at jamieeds.com thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in i sincerely appreciate it lots of stuff going on in the news right now Um, Keep your fingers crossed uh, that we all heal up as a country here real, real soon. So until next time, may your head stay strong and your sticks never break. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.